Welcome to Good Morning, the podcast on a mission to open up the conversation around grief and loss with honesty and humour. Hosted by Sally and Imogen, we interview interesting guests to hear how losses shape their lives. Join us as we laugh, cry and drop the odd F-bomb. Welcome back to the Good Morning Podcast. Hey guys, we hope you are all well. We are back with a very exciting episode. So we are talking all things signs this week. Um, It was a topic that was very highly requested by you guys on our stories. And it was the one that Sal and I really wanted to do. So we were so excited when everyone else was on board for this. We were so, so excited. And it's a little bit of a different Up Close and Griefy because we haven't really covered signs on Up Close and Griefy before, have we? Yes, we've spoken to, so Joe Zammett, I think was pretty much our first episode where we really delved into signs, wasn't it? It really was, yeah. And it was so great. Then we've had like David the Medium, Rebecca Jacks, I think Leslie Kane, we spoke about signs in depth. So yeah, we've had a few signs convos and it's something that we know a lot of you guys are really interested in and we always get a lot of messages from you all on Instagram whenever we share anything about signs don't we Im? Yeah so we share we share a lot of the time like people's stories that they DM us about their signs and we get so many DMs from people saying like yeah just sharing all their stories and we love it and we love how much comfort it brings you guys too so it it deserves its own episode I think. Definitely. And I just want to say up front, acknowledge that not everyone believes in signs. Not everyone believes in the afterlife. Um, That is totally fine. It's such an individual thing. Um, So if you're not interested in signs or if you don't believe it, that is totally cool. Might might not be the episode for you. (laughs) We'll be back next time, I promise, with more like grief specific uh, content. So, (laughs) Um, but yeah, it's going to be a bit of a woo woo one this one, but it's great. And if you if you are a lover of signs, it's going to yeah bring you guys a lot of comfort. And we're going to be sharing like all of our community stories as well, their sign stories. And Sal and I are going to be delving into our sign stories because we've got quite a few, don't we, Sal? Uh, Can we also just talk about um, our uh, Instagram follower this week. Oh my God, guys, we are fangirling so hard over here. Um, we, we still can't quite believe it, but Laura Lynn Jackson started following us on Instagram. No big deal guys. I hope she doesn't listen to this and hear how lame we are. (laughs) So you guys will probably know if you followed us on Instagram for quite a while that we are big fans of Laura Lynn and we do talk about her work quite a lot. Um, so yeah, it was, we're yeah, really, um, episode is like inspired by her, like so inspired by her. And we know that Um, a lot of you who are interested in signs have read her work her books um, and follow her quite closely so it was really nice to connect with her and yeah we were both fangirling a little bit weren't we in just a tad (laughs) (laughs) yeah um Sal tell us about that interview you listened to recently with Rebecca Rosen the psychic medium because there were some bits that like I loved that you told me about that interview about you know why it's important to connect with our loved ones yeah so 
Rebecca Rosen is a psychic medium and she's written a book about um, how to communicate with loved ones who have passed over. And there was just something in the episode that really resonated with me. She said, like, when we're asking for signs, it's almost like our relationship with the person who's passed is like, it's like a to be continued. So it's not like a goodbye. It's like we're still fostering that connection with them. And that just really like, that just really resonated with me. I love that to be mm, continued. Yeah. That, that just sparked my thought about something else. Um, we haven't actually talked about this on the podcast before, but there's that um, grief theory that uh, Amanda Klutz talked about once, which is now called the two-inch grief theory, but it comes from the Baha'i faith about, um, so basically the Baha'i faith says, if you look at death, you have to look at birth and they're interconnected. So the whole theory is based around when you're in the womb, you don't know the whole world outside, but there's this entire, you know, different realm only like about two inches away that you're unaware of. And you've got, you know, eyes that you're not using in the womb. You've got arms and legs that you're not using in the womb. So it basically says like, look at life the same way. So what if where we are right now, we're only two inches away from the next world where our loved ones are and we can't see them but they can see us and they're there ready waiting for when we do emerge into that world and in this life we are like our spiritual you know eyes and arms and legs for the next life uh we have but we don't know that we have them we don't know what, what we need them for until we cross over and I just, I love that theory so much. It, it just brings so much comfort because it's true in the womb, you don't know that like, you know, such a short amount of time away, there's this whole entire world and people ready to greet you. I mean, it's quite a magical thought, isn't it? And a comforting yeah. thought. I remember when that was shared on social earlier this year and it got a lot of traction and a lot of conversation going, didn't it, about that? Um, but yeah, it's, it's like Leslie Kane says um, when we interviewed her, we were talking about science quite in depth with her and it's something that she covers in Surviving Death, which is the Netflix documentary series and her book. And she said that she almost has like developed a new relationship with her brother since learning how to communicate with signs. Yes. It's like she said, Do you remember she like that strength strengthened her relationship. And it's so true, isn't it? Like, I feel like you and I have done that in some form with our mums as well. Like we we still feel close to them in some sense, even though they're not physically here. Definitely. It's like Laura Lynn Jackson says, you can almost co-create a new language with them. Um, and, and you can do that by asking for like specific signs that maybe, you know, meant something to you and your loved one. She also says that sometimes they can send like default signs. So things like feathers or animals or maybe songs. And we've got quite a few of those examples in our listener stories as well. But you can also be really specific and kind of, yeah, co-create this kind of like, it's like a wink from the universe, isn't it? It's yeah. like a little like wink or a nudge. Such, um, a, good, such a good way to put it. Um, yeah. But yeah, what, what we really want you guys to take away from this is just to really trust the signs when they do come, because we can often doubt them, can't we? We're like, what's yeah. the sign? Am I overthinking it? But no, you know, it's that knowing, isn't it? Yeah. And I think it's just being receptive as well, because sometimes we can miss them. Um, yeah. And I know we talk about this in a bit more depth later on in the episode, um, but some listeners have reached out to us to say they haven't received a sign. And 
they, you know, they, they feel bad when they see other people getting signs they're like why am I not getting mine so we do cover that and we do acknowledge that a little bit later in the episode because it is important to talk about both receiving signs and also not getting them so for anyone who is new to the topic of signs or wants to know more about it Sal what is a sign and how does it apply to us when we're grieving so The medium Rebecca Rosen describes a sign as like developing a language between yourself and the spirit. You know, sometimes in your day to day, you might you might receive a sign. It's kind of like, oh, like a little hello. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Um, So many of you will probably be familiar with the psychic medium Laura Lynn Jackson and her incredible book, Signs, The Secret Language of the Universe. We know loads of you have reached out to us to say that you've read her book. And whenever we share it on our stories, we always get loads of responses because it is it's an amazing, amazing book. Um, So I just wanted to read out some bits from the introduction of her explanation of what signs are, because I think it's really, really helpful and really clear. So a sign, as she refers to it, is a message sent to you by the universe. And the universe, she says, is like a godlike energy. So that all-encompassing force of love that connects us all. And signs, she says, are a method of communication from the other side. She says that the other side will often use default signs to communicate at first. So things like objects, animals, or events that kind of It's like they jolt us into seeing meaning that might otherwise sort of pass us by. Um, So a default sign, she says, can be things like coins, birds, butterflies. That's a big one for you, isn't it, Yeah. Numbers, which we'll talk about. Also a big one. (laughs) Yeah, numbers. And also things like electrical disturbances and like things like, you know, um, tampering with like lights or like maybe you might get like a phone call or an empty text message. So she says these things and they can often appear at significant times. And then she also says that you can get distinct signs. So these are the things that are requested. So they might be things that meant something to you and your loved one. It might be specific objects, images, phrases, or, you know, more unusual and obscure sort of signs that have meaning. Um, And she calls this, uh, almost like a secret language that we can co-create with the other side and really cultivate and build on. And that's kind of what Leslie was saying, wasn't she, in her interview. It was very much like she has kind of developed this secret kind of language with her brother through signs. Yes. And also in Laura's book, she says that the other side, they often send things like cardinals and rainbows, but they can also send us signs that are more internal as well, such as like strong gut instincts or pulls towards certain things in your life, like which is what I was having with this move, like a really strong pull. And it was just sort of happening and I didn't really have control over it. Also dreams as well, which I know you've had um, quite a lot that came up in your session with David, the medium that you had to kind of trust your dreams too. And even random thoughts or memories that pop into your head. Um, And David, the medium has said that there's no such thing as coincidence. And Laura also says a similar thing in her book. So, you know, I don't know, sometimes you just, you have a really random memory pop up of your loved one or a time with them that was like really nice. Like David says, like that's them planting that into your memory at that time. So none of those things are just random. Um, It's yeah. Them trying to connect with us, which is such a nice thought. And I always think of that now when I have like nice memories pop up or um, 
thoughts about them. And Laura also explains in her book that Carl Jung coined the term synchronicity to describe a seemingly meaningful coincidence. So he was fascinated by the fact that the events in our lives are not random, but rather a part of a deeper unifying universal force. It is a lot to wrap your head around. (laughs) Sounds all a bit woo-woo, but like it's so fascinating. Um, So before we jump in and share some of the amazing stories from our community, we're going to be sharing some of our sign stories, which we love. So Sal, tell us, please, you start. uh, What signs have you received from your mum? My first birthday without her, um, I had a few signs. So I was opening presents um, in the evening of my birthday and I looked down, there was a white feather next to me. Um, And then that evening I had like a really vivid dream and it was like she was next to me and her face was next to me and she was smiling at me and we were holding hands. But you know when it was so vivid, like I could see the, the texture of her skin and the shape of her nails and like it just felt so so vivid and she was like holding my hand and like just looking at me and it it was like a different type of dream and I hadn't dreamt about her before then so it just felt like she was like I don't know it felt like it was like a visitation dream that's amazing and while you were yeah I remember David the medium basically saying to you like Sal you've got to trust that you know when it's one of those visitation dreams like it's just so realistic and so vivid and you just get the sense that 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 was them yeah like it really like like the next day I really felt it like I I felt Mm. like it was yeah it really touched me and then the next day I went into a shop and one of her favorite songs was playing so there was a few things I felt like it was that was sort of before I got to the point of like asking for signs from her but I felt like there were nods from there were nods from her you know the feather the song the dream and then in terms of like more specific things there have been a few and you know what a lot of them have happened at your old house (laughs) which is quite funny so um one time I asked her to show me a giraffe 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 giraffe. (laughs) Um, and and then I got to your house and literally sat down and there was a book um with like a giraffe head popping out of it like one of Layla's books I should have got these out for like a little yeah viewing session. <laughs> Show we and tell. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the next time um, I was driving to your house and we were about to interview David the Medium. And I was like, right, mum, I want you to come through in this interview. We're interviewing David the Medium. Like, if you are around, show me a mouse. Because that was her nickname when she was younger, was Mouse. Um, and then I got to your house and literally walked into your living room. And the first thing that I saw on the floor was this toy mouse. Literally straight away. Yeah. There have been a few, a few times. And like the other day, I I went op shopping with a friend. And I, in fact, the whole weekend, I just felt like they were just signs left right and center so I asked her the other day for a seal um again something that popped into my head so I just went with it and when I was op shopping probably about three days after asking for the sign um I was looking at like some like trinkets in a cabinet and there was like a little seal like porcelain seal doll thing um but that day there were just loads of little things like I I got into my friend's car and he was playing the human league and the pet shop boys on his like iPhone whatever through the speakers and they're like two of my mum's favorite like bands um 
and they're just there were just little things like I just would see like I saw a book and it said rose on the front and just you know like little things just I feel like it was yes, just I one loved, of those days I loved that weekend I kept getting the messages every time you're like Im look at this, this yeah. I, know, I was having them too I was like what about this this is so I'm like yeah it was so many things coming through it was great yeah and then also like uh, I keep, you know, in terms of like symbolism and numerology, I keep seeing one, 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 one. So either like 11, 11 or one, 11 literally keeps popping up for me all the time, which I know is happening for you as well. So enough about my sign stories. <laughs> Tell everyone about yours. Yes. Well, the numerology stuff is really interesting. And that that's something that David, the medium also talks about in his episode with us. Um, spirit can communicate through numbers. So you were having 1111, which is a really strong spirit number, like a strong angel number. And I was having 911. Literally every morning yeah. and every night I'd see 911 and I automatically assumed because of my trauma brain, I'm like, emergency, something bad's going to happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so it got to the point where I was like, I've really got to look into what the fuck this means because it's starting to freak me out. And yeah, I looked up our numbers and that was so great. So I'm going to read out the meanings. So seeing 1111 is an invitation to wake to experiencing the bigger picture and to start tuning into the realms of spirit. Take a breath, quiet your mind and focus within to tune into your message, your guides and your angels have for you now. So it's really like a strong sign from, from spirit when you see 1111. So um, yeah, just, just pause in that moment when you do see it and try and connect with, with your loved one. Um, which is amazing. And then mm. the 911 blew me away. I was like, so I looked it up and the meaning came back saying, if you keep seeing the number 911 on clocks, it's a sign that the tough period in your life is about to end. Oh, wow. And I like nearly cried happy tears when I saw that because it does feel like I've been at the sort of end of a big cycle and with this house move and it just feels like I'm moving into a different place physically but also with my grief and emotionally and I was having 911 consistently every single day and hearing that was like oh my god like yes and I need to trust that 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 really tough period and everything that was attached to the house and everything to do with my mum's loss like some of that was coming to a bit of an end and that's massive mate and also listeners might not know this but the day that you moved into that old house was also the day that your mum died so there's a lot attached to that house and there was a lot that you probably didn't even realize was affecting you because you had so much to contend with and I think yeah. this is like a new beginning for you like and you feel lighter don't you oh my god you need to tell people about the moth Oh my God, I've got so many things. <laughs> but yeah, so literally the day that I moved into the house, like the removalists were taking our stuff in and I got the news on my like front lawn and I just fucking dropped to the ground. And we moved on the 22nd. So my mum died on the 22nd of February and we moved in obviously on the 22nd. We moved out on the 22nd and we moved to number 22 and then house number 22 and then um my daughter's got a cubby house in the backyard and it literally says cafe 22 on the cubby house the 22 is coming up everywhere too and then I looked up that and it said your angel guardian is sending you a message with a number 22 that you're on the right path in your life and soon your dreams will turn to reality and I just feel like this move has just been so amazing in so many ways and I've been like guided by my mom and it's just yeah it's 
coming coming in hot. These like signs are coming in hot. So coming in so hot and the moth as well. <laughs> okay, so I'm in the kitchen like of my new house. Um, on I think it was yeah the second night I was there, and this like thing bangs against the window, like bangs into the window, and I look out and there is this like giant Amazonian moth flapping about on the um the bench outside. I was like, I've never seen anything like this. It was when it, with its wingspan, it was probably like the size of my hand. And what? I was like, oh my God, Ben, come look at the size of this moth. Anyway, we've got, we've got footage of it. So we'll put that onto social. But then I was telling my sister about it. And she's like, you know, the symbolism behind moths, right? And I was like, no, like, what are you talking about? Anyway, so I looked it up and then it says the moth symbolizes rebirth change transformation resurrection and the power of regeneration in native american mythology yeah so lots of like symbolism happening lots of like numbers which is amazing but then there's the big signs that i've had from my mom which i'll go into some of them because uh, yeah been pretty amazing so the main one which just absolutely blew me away was to do with butterflies so basically my mom's like spirit animal is butterflies and every time I like see a butterfly I think of my mom and I know that's like a really common one for people um but it yeah but it's a really strong one for us and so when my mom died we kind of weren't even really present at the funeral like it was so shocking I just didn't even know what was happening um so I don't really feel like we gave her a a, the send-off that she deserved So we got together with all of like her closest friends and our family and we planted a tree and um, we had everyone there and it was quite some time. I think it was about 10 months or something after mama died. So we had had some time to process what had happened and really be present for their, for the day. And it was really special and important to everyone involved. And what happened was, so we walked up the hill and then as we approached this area where we're going to plant the tree, we were just flocked by like hundreds of butterflies, like flying around our heads. And I was like, what, (laughs) what is happening? And we'd all put like butterfly clips in our hair. We bought butterfly like things to attach to the wire around the tree. Like butterflies were a big theme for us, for mom. Yeah. And she was there. She was made sure she she showed up And and there was no doubt that we could doubt that was her. There was another like song one that I had, which was really strong. I was in the middle of a grief bomb. <laughs> I was like on the couch at home and I was watching some a space show on Netflix. So like astronauts in, in outer space. And I was just like really griefy and like having a breakdown on the couch. And then the episode had came, like came to an end. And the song at the end of the episode was literally my song for mum. It was River by Jodie Mitchell. And like, right that song is like the song that I associate with her so much but it didn't go with what was happening on the tv like there's astronauts floating around in a spaceship and it's playing like Joni Mitchell like anyone who knows Joni Mitchell like it's a really like slow lovely like song and I was like okay mom I hear you it was her saying it's okay sweetheart like it's okay you're okay yeah and then it just made me sort of smile in the midst of my grief bomb so she really communicated with me then through a song Um, and it's like we were discussing with Leslie Kane, like when you receive a sign, it's almost like there's this energy and there's just this knowing and it's, it's really hard to explain, but you just sort of know. It's like, you know, some pe- I know some of my friends think it's wild. Like, you know, when I say things like, oh, I just saw a feather and I know it's my mum or, 
you know, oh, that's that ceramic seal. That's my mum, that is, you know, like they probably look at me like, I mean, me and my husband actually have a joke now where even if the smallest thing happens, like the lift doesn't shut. I'm like, mum, is that you? Like, yeah. Um, but, you know, it is just this like knowing, I think, and people might think, all right, mate, calm down. But um, it, yeah, it is just a deep knowing. Yeah, it is. So before we jump into the stories, um, just on that note, Im, how do you really quickly, how do you ask for a sign? If you haven't done it before, what do you do? So Lauralyn Jackson says that all you really need to do is direct your thoughts. So in the end, we are all conscious and we are all aware. So you've got to be clear, be specific and be patient as well. Because I know sometimes a lot of people think, oh, it's not got my sign and I've done it. Like I did it recently. I asked for a red dragon, didn't come for like a whole week. I got mad and then it came. So you just got to trust that it will come. So be patient. And and she also says there are no rules on what a sign should look like, but it should be something specific, like your favorite flower, an inside joke, a cartoon, or even something that can connect you to your loved one. She says, just craft a message clear enough that you know it when you see it and this will increase the feeling of love and connection that can come when you do receive it let's jump into some of the stories from you guys we had so many responses from you all so thank you to everyone who shared your sign stories we absolutely love reading these and there are there are just some absolutely brilliant ones um so the first one here this is really good because i think for those of you who haven't received a sign yet, this one might give you some hope um, that it can come eventually. Um, and even if you are skeptical about it, um, just keep trying. So Jess says, for some reason, I'd asked for an elephant as my sign and it didn't come to fruition. But last week, I asked my mum for a dragonfly. These started appearing exactly one week after she died. And sure enough, today I looked out of the window and there was a dragonfly in the yard for quite a while as well. So I've made dragonflies our thing. And as I don't expect to see them just hanging around in Sydney, I really know it's her when they do appear. And maybe they appeared yesterday because I was ruminating on really sad things. Yes, they can come as a bit of a comfort when we need it. Like my mid-grief bomb that time, I really yeah. needed it. So yeah, they definitely do come in moments like that. So that's beautiful. And Helen from Lockdown Grief. Hey, Helen says, before dad died, I was a total skeptic and not spiritual at all. The things that really helped me turn this around was watching Netflix Surviving Death and reading Laura Lynn Jackson's books. Anyway, I've been lucky enough to have so many signs, but the best ones are the ones that are just too impossible to explain in any other way that the skeptic in me can't dispute them as random. One was only a couple of months into losing him and we were still in lockdown. While waiting for my partner outside a pharmacy, I could feel myself getting teary. So in my head, I spoke to dad and asked him to cheer me up by sending me a white feather. But I told him it couldn't just be an ambiguous one on the ground because I doubt that and that he had to send me send it to me in a really clear way that meant I knew it couldn't be anything else and that he had to send it to me in that, that same day as well. I didn't tell anyone what I'd asked and my partner and I walked home and carried on about our day and I soon forgot what I asked. At dinner, we helped my mum clear up. It was summer and we had, we had the patio door open, but before dinner we had pulled it so that it almost was almost closed. It was literally no more than an inch wide. 
when my partner and I walked back into the lounge and for me, it's so important. He was there and saw it too, so that he can vouch how weird it was. I agree. It's good to have someone there. So they don't think that you're going crazy. A white, a white feather literally blew in through the one inch gap in the patio door, swirled around and then landed bang in the middle of the lounge in front of us. I couldn't believe it. My partner looked at me like, what the hell? And it was then that I told him I'd asked for a white feather to be sent to me clearly that day by dad. I took a picture right away. And this is the feather with the patio door behind showing how little little it was open where the feather landed. And we have seen it, guys. It's pretty incredible. Um, but yeah, I took Laura Lynn Jackson's advice and asked for something clear and specific. So I asked him for orangutans and my mom asked him for dur- durians. Is that how you say it, Sal? think so durian durians we went to buy my wedding dress on friday congrats by the way helen and we were both feeling sad that dad won't be here to ever see me get married getting into mum's car we were sitting there together trying to work her sat nav and the radio presenter started reading an article about durian fruit right after that one of dad's favorite songs came on we took it as him telling us that he'd be right there with us I think we can be skeptical when we first hear about signs and think like, all right, how's that going to happen? But then when you do like kind of move into it and try it, like we've had so many people reach out to us and say, I wasn't sure about signs, but then I asked for one and I got it. And like, there's just like such an energy to it. So Helen, we are so glad that you had those experiences. They're quite amazing. And like your dad was coming through strong there, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, And Danielle says that one night after an argument with my husband, I went outside and cried on the stairs. And the argument was caused by comments that had been niggling away at me about how other people are able to deal with grief. And I think that's quite an important one to like acknowledge that sometimes, yeah, people can sort of, there can be arguments with our significant others about the way that we're dealing with grief or like how they think we should be moving on and coping. So completely understand why that would have niggled at you and upset you as well. And you probably felt, I can imagine a bit sort of alone in that moment. Um, So she says, a butterfly came fluttering down and sat next to me for half an hour. I mean, that's a pretty long time, isn't it? Half an hour. That's amazing. Um, I never see butterflies in my garden, um, especially not in the middle of the night. Um, and I truly believe it's one of my angels, my mum and my auntie giving me strength when I really needed it. I love that. Beautiful. Must've been a really comforting moment for you. And I mean, half an hour, that's like a pretty good stint for a butterfly to sit next to you, isn't it? It's really <laughs> beautiful. So hopefully that made you feel a bit better in that moment, Danny. And Amy says, I wanted to share my personal experience with some signs since my mum passed away. I've never really been a spiritual person and I've never really properly looked into signs, I guess. Although I've always believed there is sort of a soul energy that each of us have that makes us unique. Anyway, since she passed away, I thought I was going crazy because I kept hearing one of her funeral songs everywhere I went. And it's called Hold My Hand by JG. And at first I thought it was a coincidence, but then it happened so much like in taxis, in shops, in my work, um, on the radio, just you name it, it was just playing. So although it's a popular song, I never really heard it before she passed away. And then after hearing that, I went to have a drink in a cafe with my dad and out of nowhere, her other funeral song came on. Then moments later, a little bit of confetti hit my foot. And I looked down and it was a silver circle confetti and it was the exact same that I had bought, but I didn't end up using on the table that I put the photos of her at the wake. 
Wow. Amazing. She also says she keeps having what she feels like visitation type dreams now and again. And these dreams are different from when she's dreaming about her. It's like she's actually there. And it's kind of similar to what I was saying about that dream I had with when, you know, my birthday and my mum yes. came. It's 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 it, it just it's hard to explain, but it just does feel different, doesn't it? So and, and Amy says that it feels so real and like it like it was a genuine sort of interaction. And she's never really had dreams like that before. But they feel really unique. And Uni says, my dad told me that he'd send me feathers as a sign. Lately, I seem to find them around, but sometimes I do question if, if it was for me or a simple coincidence. There's no such thing as coincidences. <laughs> but I drum that into you guys. Last week, I was debating about my career and the changes I am thinking of making. So I asked dad for a feather, but... This time I wanted a blue feather. See, that's great. Being really specific so that when you get it, you know, just so I'd really know. And the next day I opened Instagram and sure enough, a blue feathered bird popped up on my feed. I love that, Eunice. So um, great. And it, yeah, it's really good to be specific as well, like we said, because then, you know, when you know, you know. Um, Miriam says, my sign story is that we'd booked a trip to spend Christmas in Cornwall, but my mum passed away in the November and we had her funeral in the early December. So I just wasn't sure if I wanted to go on that trip as it was also her favourite place and just everything was so raw can completely understand why you'd feel that way anyway my husband and I eventually decided to go on the trip and when we arrived we checked into the cottage and then we popped down to the local pub for a pint and just as we walked through the pub door Elvis Presley came on the radio and I just burst into tears my mum was a massive Elvis fan and it just felt like she was saying that she was glad that I went on the trip beautiful how nice is that it is. And like, yeah, music, it's really, it's a really strong way that they can communicate with you. And like, there's a quite a common theme here with the different stories of music being something that, you know, it is like you hear it and it's like a little nod, yeah. um, whether that's a funeral song or their favorite song or just an artist that they like. It's like a really strong way of feeling that connection to them. Um, Tasia says, I struggle with the concepts of seeing signs from our loved ones, basically because in the three years since my dad left me, I've not seen a sign from him. And it slays me reading about everyone's signs and thinking, why, oh, why has he not sent one to me? I'm curious if you'd explore the absence of spiritual signs as well. And we mentioned this earlier, but I do think it's important to talk about all aspects of signs, you know, receiving them, but then also what happens when you don't, because it, it can be difficult when you don't get one, can't it? Yes. And in Laura's book, she writes about how we can actually miss signs quite easily that are sent to us sometimes. And she says it's really important to be receptive. So we wanted to just add this in just for anyone who hasn't received their sign. Like you may have actually got it, but you may have missed it as well. So uh, we wanted to share this because it's really, really insightful and might help you. Um, so she shared a story about her mum asking for a purple elephant from her dad who had died. And one afternoon she realized that her mum had driven straight past a restaurant called the purple elephant. It had it like huge purple elephant on a big sign. Yeah, and right. even out the front, there was a giant statue of a purple elephant with its trunk like up pointing up to the sky so like it doesn't get any more obvious than that but her mum completely missed it and Laura was in the car with her and Laura saw it and like yelled at her mum was like mum turn the car around and like her mum turned back and she was like oh my god that's amazing but she wouldn't have seen it otherwise if Laura didn't clock it so the lesson was there that we need not just to look but to see 
Mm. So she says to do this, we don't need to change anything about our lives except to slightly alter our method of perception. Laura explains in the sport of golf, positive thinking coaches tell golfers to walk down the fairway with their heads held high, fully absorbing the landscape around them, as opposed to hanging their heads and seeing only the grass in front of them. So this is designed to get golfers more involved and alert and receptive and better prepared for their next shot. So we can do the same in our everyday lives. We can fully absorb the landscape around us by simply looking up. It's a small, subtle shift in our manner of focusing, a slight uptick in our level of attention, a commitment to being more mindful, she says. And if we make that commitment, we'll be much more prepared for the sign when it does come from the other side. So that's just a little bit of like, yeah, a little bit Mm -hmm. of help if anyone has been like, I haven't seen my sign, like try and open yourself up more. And yeah, it's, I think, yeah, how you go with that. Like, I think we get so busy in daily life we're kind of blinkered aren't we like yeah, we, on our phones phones like, like yeah. just focusing on like all the things that we've got to do and like just rushing around maybe or sometimes we're just consumed in our grief as well like so yeah being receptive that is a really really good point and also just keep trying like it is hard you know it's hard when you don't receive a sign and you can be like why is this not happening for me what is going on um so just yeah maybe keep trying um maybe try and be more specific um sometimes these things yeah and sometimes they can take a while while like laura says like they might not come you know at once so um yeah hopefully that's helpful but we do yeah feel your we we feel your pain that it must be really frustrating when it doesn't happen for you and you hear about other people you're like what is going on for me so hopefully that's helpful um Lindsay says okay I need to tell you my story come okay, on Lindsay come us. on Lindsay <laughs> we're ready um, we're all ears <laughs> so when listening to your previous signs podcast episode with Joe Zamet I was about to leave to meet a friend at a shopping center for a coffee and I got to the part of the podcast where you're all talking about asking for a specific sign and someone had asked for a sloth lol that was oh me. yes this one's this one's good I remember yeah. seeing this one come through um so so she left to get a coffee um to meet her friend for a coffee and then she said um we said ask for something obvious so driving to Westfield I said out out loud to mum that I need a sign to show you you're with me show me a horse no fuck it show me a white horse <laughs> I live in London and I barely see horses let alone like like let alone white ones so I just sort of laughed to myself and, and said let's see how this goes anyway I met my friend at John Lewis for a coffee and I thought I need a new doormat so I went um shopping for one because the last one that I had was bloodstained from my mother's accident at home I was really sorry that sounds um distressing and I felt a bit sick looking for a new doormat but anyway I got the doormat and I turned around and there was literally a giant (laughs) white horse mannequin in front of me it was the craziest thing but in a weird way it didn't shock me I was just like yep there you are, mum. Oh, and, I got chills. And the photo, so she, Lindsay sent us the photo and it's this massive, like... The big fuck off white horse. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we were just saying before, like with Leslie, like there's just an energy to it, isn't there? That's probably why Lindsay was like not shocked and she was just like, yeah, like, because there's just like a knowing to it. Yeah. And Mira has 
has written in and said, I don't see many signs to be honest, but I'd love to see more. So we're hoping that after this episode, you got all the tools to kind of ask for those more signs, Mira, let us know how you go with them. Um, but there is one that she, that she did get that she thinks counts and we think it counts too. So we're going to share it. So she, she said, I recently attended a good friend's wedding and in the six months since losing mum, Indian weddings have been hard for me as mum loved dressing up, had impeccable taste and always looked so elegant and beautiful with perfectly draped saris and the knack of helping others drape, pin and fix theirs too. And Mira has sent in a, in a photo and she's absolutely right. Her mother was absolutely beautiful and looked so amazing in the saris. Um, and she said, I was a little apprehensive about this wedding and seeing everyone all dressed up. More triggers for my grief. When we got there, I ended up being asked to help the groom's lovely Irish aunt who loves saris but wasn't sure how to wear them. So I helped her drape, pin and wear the sari. This is exactly what my mum would have done and I managed to do it. She looked beautiful and I think mum would have been proud and I really think it was her saying, hey, you've got this, my mother's daughter. Oh, I love that. And Hannah says, my brother was 18 when he passed, just 11 days after his high school graduation. He went hiking on the 21st of June and he passed on the 22nd of June during his hiking trip. He was an amazing photographer and a week after he passed, his school brought us magazines that had his student artwork in, so painting, drawings and photography, and my brother was in it. He took a picture of the Golden Gate Bridge and on the next page, there was a beautiful tree with a sunset and he'd named it Paradise. Well, on the many pages in that magazine, well, there was about 50 or 60 pages, the pages that his photography was on was the 21st and the 22nd page. The magazine was back in 2019. He had no idea this existed until the school brought it to us. So the pages were the same day that my brother went hiking and the day that he passed into Paradise. Wow. That's really lovely, isn't it? Wow, that's incredible. Really beautiful. And Maddie says, I asked my mum to show me that she was watching and working on some things I had asked for help and guidance with. I wanted to ask for a very specific sign so that I couldn't doubt it. And the first thing that came to me was a gum tree leaf. Love it. <laughs> something I don't normally see and something very specific. I asked her to show me by the end of the week. The next day I was at Pilates and one of the automatic blinds was broken and was fixed open and out that window right in front of my reformer machine was a ginormous gum tree. I smiled from ear to ear. Oh, oh and it's just that, that feeling that you get, isn't it, Sal? It's just like, oh, it's just so comforting. It is. It really is. It's that, it's that knowing, right? And yeah. HWK Farm says... I am so excited that you're discussing signs. Yes, I've been, do <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing a lot of art and writing and it's really helping me a lot. And I just do it as a hobby, but my writing is all about the way that my mum still connects with me since she died suddenly and all those sort of mum coincident moments. And I'm writing a lot of signs down that happened to me. And I'm writing a series called Come From Mum, Communications from a Posthumous Mum. And I've been having lots of wonderful coincidences that make me really feel like she's with me. And so writing them down in this series has almost been therapeutic for me. She's called it Voicemail Hello. And this happened on August the 2nd, 2021. So quite recently. So she was thinking to herself, I'm about to go into a meeting now and I have to call into a meeting even though my mum died, and I've just got to keep on going with normal things. And then she puts her earbuds in for the call. And her mum's voice says, hiya, mum called, talk to you later, bye. 
And she thought to herself, mum, are you there? And then she realized that as she was putting her earbuds in, an old voicemail started playing from her mum. And she had no idea how that happened. But then she had to go into a meeting and she was really shaken up by the craziness of that. And I could absolutely, oh my God. I can imagine how that would have felt like, because it is a shock sometimes when you're not Hearing expecting. Their voice. Yeah. Oh my but God. It's like, it's like Laura Lynn Jackson says, right? Like technology is a massive way they can communicate. They can tamper with technology and like, um, you know, whether that's like sending you te- like blank text messages or things like these, yeah, voicemails popping up and stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, it's a really common way that they can kind of communicate but yeah I can imagine that would have taken you back and then if you had to go into a meeting as well you probably just would have been like so shaken so shaken so thank you for sharing that that's a really yeah a really beautiful story and Kate has written in and said for months and months in capital letters so we know it was a long time (laughs) I've been looking for a photocopy of my mum's passport I was so fed up A few months ago, my auntie asked me to help her with a random task that I put off for ages. I finally decided to do it. I was looking in my photos for the item I wanted and came across a photo that made me smile. It was me as a baby and my grandma who had died. I turned it over and it was my mum's handwriting. Yay, I had a smile and then I put it aside and then there's the copy of my mum's passport. (laughs) So I had a laugh to myself. It's like she wanted me to do that task for my auntie. Oh, beautiful. And Jay Harris, 1986 says, I saw your story asking for signs. So here it goes. My husband passed on September 29, 2020. A guy at work tested positive for COVID beginning of December, 2020, and the whole floor had to get tested. I was so scared as I was with my mum the day before, and we have to be careful around my dad because he has a super low immune system and he was gearing up for stem stem cell transplant. I got the results and I tested positive. I talked to the nurse and all the symptoms were grief related. Can't Mm -hmm. sleep, can't smell or taste because my nose was constantly plugged because I kept crying all the time and I already have major sinus problems. Can't smell much on a good day. The nurse felt bad and just said my symptoms were a stuffy nose. That night after crying all day, I walked upstairs to go to bed and pass out from exhaustion. I walked past the bed and no lie, I smelled my husband's cologne clear as day it was him still with me during really hard times wow and yeah another one is like through scent and smell so like smelling their perfume or their cologne is like a really common that's happened to you as well hasn't it before you smell yeah really strong smell and I used to like smell my grandpa too when I was a kid and my grandma when I was a kid yeah um yeah so yeah it's a really common way and Katie says I thought of this one. Of, oh, dropping my phone. <laughs> um, Katie says, I thought I'd share this one of mine as I think it would be a sign. While I was visiting my dad in the chapel of rest, I received a message to say I was getting the keys for my new home. Congrats. And while we've been waiting for ages for everything to go through, it really felt like a sign that it happened there and that he was, um, because he was still alive when I was supposed to move in. And the shop where I needed to get the keys was also on the same road from where we were at the Chapel of Rest. So then when I came into my home in the garden, it was just full of white feathers and I could just feel that my dad was with me. And it felt really bittersweet as I'd only just lost him. So he never got to see the new home in person, but it felt like it was a sign from him saying he was still with me. That's so lovely. Beautiful. 
And Melissa says, my mum recently passed away and we've got her phone with us and have kept it charged and nearby. Anyway, my sister came home and it was playing music. Um, it's an iPhone and it's in full working order, but then it suddenly stopped and it kept happening that day. And she filmed it for us to show us. But the strange thing is it doesn't show the music app is open. So the phone was playing anything and it would just play itself for like 15 to 20 seconds and then stop. But it was playing Maroon 5, which she loved. And this was a day in particular when my sister was really upset and thinking of mum. So it felt like it was kind of her saying, hey, I'm here with you. I love that. And yeah, technology, like random things happening, like songs playing or, you know, voicemails popping up, like can be really, yeah, like a really big way that we receive signs. And like that time your phone was flashing as well. Yeah, that was weird, actually. So. I was reading Leslie Kane's book, Surviving Death, because we were about to interview her. And I was reading a chapter where she talks about her brother communicating through like electricity and technology. And then I closed the the app on my phone. You know, when you like swipe up to like close the tabs and it's just started like flashing back and forth and it's never done it before. And it hasn't happened since. And it was weird because it was literally like I just read that chapter about that happening and, and then, then I was thinking about it and then it happens anyway that was weird but yeah got so many stories to get through guys we're going to try and smash them out really quickly so that we can get them all done because they're all so great so Kaylee says I love signs my dad passed away very suddenly at the end of July my six-year-old daughter sees a single mad magpie very regularly at school dancing garden her b-day party shops and on walks there was a single magpie in the car park when we left the hospital after he died. She's absolutely convinced it's her papa saying hello. Aww. She's also been aware of the spirit of someone who died in our house before and found haunted places terrifying before being old enough to understand why. So think there's possibly something in it and brings her comfort. Beautiful. And kids are really like open to spirits too. They're especially really like from the age of four, four up. Yeah, really open. Yeah, I think it's like before the age of six that they're sort of like that. There's like a, a receptiveness to to that. There's like, yeah, it's it's quite common, isn't it, to yeah. um to hear about that those kind of stories. So Michelle says. On the day we buried my mum, it was raining. Before we got out of the car to walk over to the gravesite, I asked my mum to show me a sign that she was with us today. When we got out of the car and walked over to the grave, it stopped raining and the sun was coming through. And we played one of her favourite songs by the Beatles, Here Comes the Sun, as we sat there at the grave. My mum was definitely with us on that day. Um, And Claire has shared a sign that she received. So she asked her mum for a sign that she's around us and she asked for a bright colored butterfly. And the next day there was a butterfly literally on Claire's car on the number plate. Um, Yeah. So she sent us this picture of like this really brightly colored butterfly on the number plate of her car. It's like sat there, isn't it? And she says, we never get these butterflies in this area. We only get white ones. I love that. Oh, Amazing. And Rosie says, I have a related story that I feel I should share with you. So my father passed away from a massive heart attack when I had just turned 18. I'm so sorry. It was very sudden and unexpected. He was gone in a matter of seconds. I've now only just turned 33 and still I look for him. I look for presents from him at Christmas time and his birthday. His passing deeply affected me. I'm the youngest out of a large family and was the apple of dad's eye, as he would say, daddy's little girl. 
I was in denial for a couple of years after his passing. I used to make myself believe he wasn't gone and that he was coming back. And I think that's very common as well. When, when you mm. lose someone, when you're a young age, it's, it's hard to understand the finality of death. Definitely. Um, so she said, I denied myself from crying until one day I woke up and it was like a huge brick wall was right smack bang in front of me. I know there was no escape. I had to deal with it. Then heavy, the he- then heavy shackles of depression took hold. Now onto the sign. The thing is, when I went into the hospital, I saw my dad who had passed lying on the bed in the family, private family room. He died at home, so he wasn't wearing any socks. I remember being worried that his feet would become cold. So I removed my socks and put them on my father. Oh my God, I'm going to cry. One stripe pattern and the other one a flower pattern. Later, he, he wore his police uniform over the top with black socks and was cremated in this. The socks were not removed. My dad wearing my socks was only known to very close family as it was a very personal thing to us. After my dad's passing, my mum got talking to a woman who was unknown to us. The lady was a medium. The lady's face looked puzzled as she said, I don't know why, but he's my dad, mum's husband, but he's mentioning socks. I can see him holding a pair of socks that are odd patterns. Wow. I love that. And Morgan shares a sign here from her sweet son. Um, So she says, when we were initially in the hospital with my son and waiting for the brain dead test, our minds were all over the place and questioning, what do we do? Do we wait? Do we keep hoping? How long do we keep going? I'm really sorry, Morgan. That must have been just so difficult. Anyway, my husband's Pandora app on his phone wasn't open. But it was not in use on his screen, but there was a song that was stuck on it and it looked like it was playing and it kept popping up. And the song was called You and Me. Um, And those are the only lyrics of the whole song. And it was if our son was saying, it's you two now, it's okay, I'm not here anymore. And that song was literally stuck on my husband's phone until the night my son passed away. We were driving home from the hospital and it went away on its own. And also last week we were talking about what we might name another baby if we do ever decide to have another one. And I was talking about it and asking my husband about a name and a song on his Pandora app came on by an artist with that name. And it's not a common name either. It's Kyson. So I guess it's our son speaking to us through music and often. Um, And we used to turn everything into a song with him. So it just feels really fitting that he's communicating to us through songs. I really love that. And again, it's like music and technology, like sort of ways that we can receive signs. It's just being receptive to them and kind of almost connecting the dots, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So guys, to finish off, we've got a rapid fire round of some more sign stories that you've experienced that you shared with us in response to the Q&A box that we popped up on Instagram um, the other week. So let's go. So Lida says that on the three month anniversary of her baby son Marlo's passing, she was on the beach and she saw a puppy. She went up to him and asked his name and it was Marlo and she just burst into tears. I mean, yeah, what are the chances of that? So beautiful. Kanisha says that a red bird appears near her often since her sweet love passed away. Emily says, that the evening um, after seeing her person for the last time, she got home and she took her shoes off and it was like there was like a heart imprinted on her foot, which is really beautiful. 
And I really love this one. Jacinta says, I felt my mother's hand on mine when I was holding my dying father's hand. She had passed last year and it just Aww. felt like it was her. Really Sam, Sam says she was sitting waiting in a car and a little robin flew onto the car bonnet, looked at her and then flew off. Beautiful. Ali says her brother's sign is the Northern Lights. That's how he has presented himself many times, including on his birthday when she was camping with friends. She says she knows it's him. Emily says her fiance loved owls and one week after he died, one nest, nested in a tree outside of her house. Tiana says that her mum passed away recently and she can hear her mum's voice like she's talking to her. That's that's a big one and mm. one to look out for too. It's like clear audience, I think, where you can like hear, mm. hear things where like the spirit's connecting to you and sometimes they talk to you with your voice. So like you may feel like I'm talking to myself as if it's my loved one, but it's my voice. Am I going mad? Mm. <laughs> You're not. <laughs> yeah, that is a big one to, to be aware of, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Delaney says... Seeing my mum's birthday, my birthday, and my dad's birthday are signs for me. Yes. So like we were talking earlier, like numerology can be a really big one. And sometimes you see like the same numbers, like you with your 22 in and your 911. With like, your 1111. Yeah. So yeah, paying attention to those things as well. Hannah says that she's always finding coins on the ground. That's a really big one for her. And yes, Laura Lynn Jackson talks about how coins are a very big way that um, we can receive signs because things like metals are easy to manipulate. Spirits yeah. can, yeah, manipulate metal. And, and so you might find a coin. You found a coin in your sink, didn't you? I did. Yeah, and I didn't random. Really have lying around the house. And it happened to me, like my dog, Albert, he came in once with like, I just cleaned the apartment and he came in with like a dollar in his mouth and I literally just swept everywhere and like, I don't really have loose chains. It's like, that's weird. Anyway, um, Rachel says, a swallow swooped in and out of the grave when I was visiting my mum's resting place. It's oh, really beautiful. beautiful. Guys, what amazing stories. Thank you so, so amazing. much. And if you've stuck through them all, we hope that they brought you some comfort and inspiration to go out and ask for your own signs as well. We may not be able to physically see our loved ones anymore, but we can still keep that connection with them and find comfort in communicating with them like through signs. So we really hope that you found comfort in these stories and listening to, you know, the way that other people have received signs, because it might give you some inspiration um, as to how to ask for them. You know, if you're still hoping to receive a sign, then we hope that, yeah, some of the tips that we've shared might help. And we'll link to Laura's books um, in the show notes, as well as some of our previous episodes on signs and also surviving death. Cause I think, all of those things will really, really help. Um, if you're looking to learn more about signs, um, definitely give them a listen. Yeah. And yeah, or listen, yeah, listen to some of our previous episodes as well, which we mentioned earlier and sending lots of love to you all. And please do reach out to us in our DMs to share your stories. Um, we love hearing about them. We love reading them and we also love sharing them with you guys. So thank you. And if you haven't already joined our Facebook group community, it's a wonderful place to come and share your grief. It's called Good Morning Grief Community, which can be found on Facebook. And our Instagram is at Good Morning Podcast. And we'll see you next time. See you next time. Next time, guys, lots of love.